0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of CM Conversations, the podcast from Charlton Morris, which is all based around us having interesting conversations with interesting companies and people doing interesting things. I'm Chris Holland, I'm the head of marketing here at Charlton Morris, and, and today I took a dive into the life science and specifically pharmaceutical sector um, for a conversation with large international pharma company, Almac. So I spoke to Mark Rolfing and, and Natalie Balanovsky from Almac uh, to discuss their new service offering, Almac Adapt, uh, which is a, a brand new, innovative packaging solution uh, for the farmer industry which gives their sponsors flexibility when it comes to basically the packaging and labelling of, of pharmaceutical products. Um, Natalie's role is, it, it, the product itself is called Just In Time um, and it's, it's got a wide range of implications including uh, dramatically reducing wastage of, of pharma packaging which, you know, in an industry the size of the, the multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical market, you can imagine, um, it, it promises to have a, a, a huge impact. So, yeah, during our conversation, we, we, we spoke and we speak about uh, what it's like to sell something that's never been done before, um, you know, how you position that within the market and and convinced companies to take what could be seen as a gamble on you um, and also look at, you know, how much of an impact their new product could have on that multi-billion dollar market that, that I mentioned earlier. So I I really hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, If you have anything else that you'd like to add um, to the conversation, to to contribute, or even to be featured on this in future, uh, then please do get in touch with the contact details in the description. And that's all from me. So, yeah, here we go. This is the conversation we had with Mark and Natalie from Almac. Firstly, um, thank you very much for... for Putting the time aside to, to be involved with this and to tell us a little bit about um, what what you guys are doing at the moment. I suppose um, to to kick things off, would you like to um, give us a bit of an introduction to yourselves and and to I suppose to Almac?
1: Sure, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mark Rolfing. Operations here at the Almac Souderton, Pennsylvania facility. Um, my responsibility is really to help deliver. Uh, to our customers on a day-to-day basis, but I also have the privilege of developing new products and services for for ALMAC. ALMAC is a a global organization that uh, helps biopharmaceutical companies uh, develop new drugs, uh, but also get those drugs through clinical trials uh, and hopefully on to the open market there so a larger patient population can benefit from them. And we've been doing it for quite some time. We just celebrated our 50th anniversary last year.
0: Superb. Excellent. Um, and, and, and Natalie, what's, what's your role within, uh, within Almac?
2: Yes. So Chris, I'm the just in time manufacturing solutions manager, and I'm here to support really Almac's flexible suite of services, um, which Almac adapt does fall under. And I've been with Almac now. Oh my goodness. It's going on four years.
0: <laughs> right, Excellent. Um, and that was quite a uh, a nice a nice segue there. Obviously I know that um the reason that we've um sort of got in touch for for this conversation is is what you mentioned there, um Almac adapt, um which I mean, my understanding is, is quite a disruptive, I suppose, model um, around the way in which um, you work and, and potentially the, the wider pharmaceutical industry could and will work. Um, so, yeah, do you want to give us a bit of a, a brief introduction to Al-Mac Adapt? I'm sure you can give it, um, do it more justice than, than, than I just did.
2: Sure. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to, to introduce it. Al-Mac Adapt just went live um, this past month in June. Um, It is one of our new innovative services, and it does fall under our flexible supply suite of services. Um, Basically, Albac Adapt affords the sponsors the flexibility really to support their secondary packaging and labeling. It allows them to postpone that and get it closer to when the patient or the site actually needs their supplies rather than packaging labeling far in advance based on um, some forecasting and putting their material in inventory, hoping and waiting for that supply to be consumed. So um, it does really give our sponsors that flexibility to to wait and see and, and match up the supply to their actual demand in their clinical trials. So very exciting.
0: Yeah. So I, I suppose this is essentially something that for, for, your, for your sponsors, as you say, is it, it must massively reduce risk um, is that one of the benefits of a adapt
2: it does it certainly does uh, reduce risk in in a lot of areas um, one being where they are trying to assign information the most relevant information so postponing that they really can wait until closer to when those supplies are needed to be able to put things such as their expiration date which are you know, changing, especially under biologics, right? Oftentimes that material has short dating and goes under frequent retesting. So ADAPT allows them to wait until when they actually need to send it to the clinical site. At that point in time, they would be able to assign the most uh, relevant expiration date. Some of the other key pain points that our sponsors have with these type of trials that they're running, specifically, uh, cell and gene therapy is the ability to prepare customized kits for their patients. Um, a lot of these trials are looking to deliver personalized medicine, so it's very difficult to try to guess who your patient's going to be very far in advance, so Almac ADAPT allows that, that late-stage customization specific to the patient. so we're creating the kit for them rather than to the masses and um you know another area is really just trying to optimize the use of their material across their trial a lot of times biologics are very expensive and they are limited in quantity so they're trying to do more with less um, or sharing it across multiple protocols so waiting until you know where that material is really required um, allows them to the risk of waste and, and overproduction in one area and basically destroying that product.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's um, something you mentioned there is obviously in, in terms of personalized medicine and, and precision medicine. And um, I suppose that that's something from a, in terms of biologics and cell and gene therapy, like you say, is. Um, it is, is a huge buzzword at the moment and we've written a lot of content about it and a lot of our, the companies we work with are really excited about it as well but I suppose this element the the, the packaging and the the logistical side of things is probably something that well from from me personally has certainly been been overlooked um, are you are you finding then that that this is are you catching people by surprise with this product a little bit with this this offering
1: well it- a little bit, I would say. I, I think um, a lot of these new technologies, these biopharmaceuticals, particularly gene and cell therapy, are are new to the industry. Uh, and there's a lot of companies wanting to get involved with them. Uh, and they're learning themselves uh, new ways to supply those medicines to, to patients. And you know, traditionally, the pharmaceutical industry is very conservative, right? Uh, and uh, their systems and controls are based on that traditional large batch manufacturing approach Uh, and now all of a sudden they have these personalized medicines this precision approach that they want to take and they need to get the drugs to patients very quickly in a very specific manner and those systems and controls that they've built all these years really don't provide what they need for that so almac adapt really is is a, a tool to help them get those precision medicines to patients Uh, as quickly as possible in a format that the patients can effectively use um, because that that's a very important thing is getting the patient involved with the study and 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 feel as if they're contributing to their own health
0: Mm. yeah so it's it's helping them take ownership of their own health yeah uh yeah it's, it's really interesting and um something that I think you touched on that briefly, Natalie, was you, you mentioned wastage uh, or a reduction in wastage. And um, I suppose another big theme spanning across life science, pharmaceuticals, the, the whole and well, I mean, to be honest, every market is, is sustainability. So this a reduction in wastage um, in a, in, in, on a pharmaceutical scale, um, sustainability must be another, another benefit of this. Is, is that the case? Is that something that you find finding people respond well to?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is something that I'm sure our sponsors have been looking over over time and many years, focusing to try to get better forecasting tools. So that's been the avenue that our industry has been looking. But now here we've brought this new innovative way of looking at and waiting until there's a need arising rather than still relying on those forecasting tools. So this is just another great way. To be able to assist our sponsors to just become more operationally efficient. So is, this definitely does reduce that level of waste. And you know, once this becomes more prevalent, um, you know, I would say challenge not only in your secondary packaging, but start to take a look at this approach further upstream. You know up into your when you're producing your bulk manufacturing what if we could take this just-in-time manufacturing approach all the way through the supply chain we could only further reduce that and really deliver that personalized medicine so that's what's pretty exciting about this movement to this type of approach that while it's still on the you know infancy of it this really could grow into something that could be very sustainable across the entire supply chain
0: excellent um and I suppose just, you, yeah, we, you, you introduced it well there, and we've talked um, about the, the issues it's solving and why it's so disruptive. but I suppose, what are the, uh, when, when you look at the, I suppose, in inverted commas, traditional supply chain, and then this ADAPT approach, um, what are the main differences between the two? Um, I suppose, how does the usual process work, and then how does this process differ
2: well, so from a traditional standpoint, as, as we already alluded to, sponsors look ahead in their clinical trial, and they try to determine in some level of forecasting fashion, where are their patients going to be enrolling, how many patients are going to be enrolling. So they look ahead, and based on those forecasts, they, they do a packaging and labeling run, and they take that material and they put it onto inventory, and they sit and wait for that material to be consumed or they push it into the sites, um, hoping that the sites will enroll and get their patients on board, um, and, and that worked worked for a while, right? For for small compounds, um, in inexpensive product. At the end of the day, sponsors weren't as concerned about wasting that product, while they I'm sure they wanted to reduce that waste. But so that's really the traditional format. Um, from an Almac Adapt standpoint, we receive that bulk material and we keep it in its bulk form. So let's just say it's their unlabeled vials. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, we get the study really set up and geared for, we define what all the products are going to be or need to be made. We define all of the labels and the variables, but nothing is actually made. Nothing has physically been put together. And it has that ability to be changed at any point in time. And we wait until the site needs it. So we are waiting for the material to be pulled into the supply chain rather than pushed into the supply chain with the hope that because they're pulling it through the supply chain, that it actually will be consumed rather than pushed in and then eventually, at some point in time wasted. So that I would say those are the key differences between the two.
0: And and how. I don't know. I mean, I I suppose I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but, and how big is that, is that wastage problem in, in the pharmaceutical industry at the moment? Uh, I mean, have you, uh, what, I mean, what sort of, what sort of potential, what sort of scale has this, this approach got? Yeah,
2: well, certainly looking from my previous experience and running uh, projects myself, that can range anywhere from a company that's very conservative in their waste factors, um, where they will apply upwards to 50% Fifty percent on some compounds, whereas some companies might try to take a leaner approach, and they will apply, you know, an already known ten percent. So when they use a traditional fashion, they know going into those operations they need to create a certain buffer, and they know that that buffer is going to potentially yield into the waste. So it's anywhere from ten to fifty percent, Chris. It's pretty. Safe. Right.
0: Yeah, it is, and I suppose when you start thinking about the cost of that and the scale yep. that. That these these trials are on. It's it's huge.
2: Yeah, and you think about the price of the products. Again, we're moving to these biologics, where you know you're looking at medicines that could be tens and thousands of dollars per yeah. per vial. And in some of these cell gene therapies, patients are being you know administered fifty vials at a time. Right. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, it it yeah it's, it's it's uh yeah it's we start thinking about the figures like that it's um it's staggering stuff um it's,
2: it's, mil- it's millions You start talking about millions of dollars of waste waste of time.
0: yeah and again I, I, I and mean, we already mentioned it's sustainability and, and right. that's such a huge theme and as well as cost savings so yeah no it's it's great and so i mean you mentioned earlier as well that um the pharmaceutical industry is a, as many huge industries like it are, is quite a traditional one. Um, so I suppose, what is there for, for sponsors, um, or, you know, clients, whatever form they take, what is there for those guys to consider when they're moving towards and adopting this approach?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's a change of mindset. You know, and there are folks working in the pharmaceutical industry been working for, for decades right, in, in those traditional approaches. So there, there definitely has to be a cultural change. Uh, a lot, of, We find a lot of the smaller startup biotech companies, just by the nature of, of their business model, uh, tend to be very lean uh, and tend to, you know, take on a bit more risk, so to speak. So something like Almac Adapt, which is nontraditional in its approach, uh, we find that they've responded very well with that. But in other companies, you know, the, the large biopharmaceutical companies, that, that culture is quite different there. Um, but they are starting to change as well because they're, they're taking on these additional compounds, the gene and cell therapies. Uh, and so, and so they have had internal kind of cultural changes that they're, that they're making. The other part of it, too, I think, is is you know, quality assurance is a big part of the pharmaceutical industry. All these supplies must be manufactured under good manufacturing practices, you know, for safety and, and effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't go away with just-in-time manufacturing. You still need to produce these supplies under GMP. Uh, you still have to have the, your quality unit review batch documents and and test and whatnot. But that now all has to be done in a much leaner fashion, much quicker fashion. You don't have the luxury uh, of taking weeks, for example, to review documents and to to be uh, 100% sure that everything is fine. You need to be leaner in that approach and do a lot of that document review upstream so that you can still be 100% sure that the product is what you need it to be. It's just you're doing a lot of that work further upstream as opposed to waiting until the, the supplies are actually Sitting there,
0: waiting to go to the patient. Excellent. Uh, wait, and I, well, you, you mentioned a shift in mindset there, and I, I, I mean, I'm not asking for any um, major trade secrets here, but I suppose a question that I've got is, you know, how have you done this? How have you managed to? How have you managed to 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 come up with with adapt? How have you managed to to, to create this service? Has that? Has that come from a shift in mindset from your side, from a sort of manufacturing perspective? Or what's been the, what's been the thing that's clicked to allow you and enable you to, to roll out this service?
1: Yeah, I think that that cultural change has happened here at ALMAC. Uh, we recognize that we, we need to be leading in, in that area and, and bringing our customers along with us for, for that ride. Um, and, um, and for some folks, it was, it was more difficult than, than others. Um, but but now we are seeing you know transformational changes here at Almac, not just within just-in-time manufacturing and Almac Adapt, but in, in all the other flexible services areas that we provide uh, to our clients.
0: Excellent. And um, so, obviously, it's 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 a very new product. You were saying it's it's only been launched in the in the last few months for a new new service. Um, what's your long-term vision for the product? What What's the potential for the future of this, this service? Well, obviously,
1: our our main goal right now is to deliver on uh, the protocols that we're working on with Almac Adapt. For those early adopters of, of the product, we, we, we are 100% focused on making sure that we're delivering for them and for their patients. But beyond that, um, we think that more and more trials are gonna fall under just-in-time manufacturing. More and more sponsors are gonna become comfortable with those lean approaches and those just-in-time approaches. Uh, And that more and more products, even those that are relatively less expensive versus some of the biopharmaceuticals, they're gonna start to be manufactured and and supplied just-in-time as well as we become more efficient with the process and as they become more comfortable with the process. So ultimately, you know, our view, our vision at AlMAC is that the majority of, of supplies for clinical trials are going to be manufactured in a just in time fashion in the not too distant future.
0: And that's it. So I mean, I suppose from that perspective, then it's it's really got the the potential to I suppose like you say, once that mindset sh- mindset shift happens, it it could really fundamentally alter the way that clinical trials are, are rolled out I know, globally.
2: Yeah, I think so. And you're seeing that in, in various facets of the industry, it hasn't flared across. So as, as I said earlier, a lot of the sponsors are moving to these more personalized medicines and I think they've recognized the challenge in trying to manage them. So right now it's siloed in the secondary packaging and labeling, which we, we have come and helped to uh, provide. But it's really going to be the most beneficial if they can expand their view and truly personalize medicine from the point of the, the manufacturing of that bulk all the way through to the delivery of the patient. That's where you're going to see the greatest benefit. I think that's where we're going to see uh, medicines come faster to market. I think uh, you know, 3D modeling is is somewhere in the future, but that's way in the future. Yeah. But uh, if we continue to focus on the patient and trying to deliver the medicine that's particular to that particular person we're going to find the most success
0: amazing well it's yeah I mean it's it's um, I I think it's an aspect of the process that as I say for, for many people is has been overlooked and and it's obviously th- this innovation this new approach this new service has has a potential to have massive impact um i mean thanks very much for, for your time guys i really appreciate um all you you know the putting this time aside to tell us a bit more about this um is, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to add um i don't know anything else you're particularly excited about this well, like I
1: said, I think it's, it's, it's transformational for us as an organization, but it, it's a transformational approach with Al-Mac Adapt for, for the clinical supplies industry as a whole. And it really all comes down to the, the patient. Uh, and, and our sponsors have responded very well with that because their own internal culture is very much patient-focused. Uh, and these supplies, you, you can't lose sight of the fact that the reason that we're doing this work is for the patient to make these medicines available for patients in clinical trials and ultimately to make those supplies, those drug products available for entire populations throughout the world so that more and more people can benefit from them. Uh, and, and that's really at the heart of, of, of why we put ALMAC ADAPT together and, and why we're going to continue to put new services together
0: uh, to to help the patient. And that's a, uh, that's a, an excellent soundbite, I think, to finish things off. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for your time. I I really appreciate it. It's a fascinating product, and I'm sure um, it's going to... The the journey, watching the journey is going to be just as interesting in the the years... to come. So that was my conversation with Almac, uh, getting an introduction to their brand-new service, uh, Almac Adapt. A massive thanks go out to Mark and Natalie for their time, and, and also to the rest of Almac for you know allowing us to have the chat. Um, it's going to be really exciting to watch this service offering develop and grow in the next couple of years, I'm sure, as as it becomes more established in the market and, and more and more companies become aware of, of the solution. Um, that's that's all from me and, and us today uh, for, for this episode of CM Conversations, but please do subscribe to the podcast to hear more like this. And as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, get in touch if you have any comments, thoughts or questions, or indeed if you'd like to feature on the pod in the future. Um, so, yeah, that's all from me for now, but thanks a lot for listening and we'll uh, see you next time. Bye-bye.